Next Goal Wins is a true crowd pleaser. It's the hilarious and winning true story about the greatest losing streak in sports history. After suffering a humiliating loss on the world stage, the American Samoa soccer team hires a down-on-his-luck Maverick coach, played by Michael Fassbender, hoping he will turn the world's worst soccer team around in this heartfelt underdog comedy. Everyone will find something to celebrate in this feel-good film. Next Goal Wins is exclusively in theaters November 17th. Get tickets today. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? We're good. Thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, I'm stoked to be here. So how has everything been? How's the season so far being near home and everything? Um, it has been really, really awesome being near home. Uh, growing up in Southern California, it's kind of like, I feel like a cheat code having fun. Like I'll surf a ton, we'll go diving and stuff. And I get to do a lot of that being home. And then also my dad's recovering from a stroke. So I like, I'm able to come back on my off days and like help with his recovery. It's like work on his left hand, help with his walking. So that's been like a really huge blessing. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry to hear that, but that is really nice that you're nearby and you get to have those moments together and help and everything. Yes. Very thankful. And yeah, I saw that you were really into surfing and diving. That's so cool. Is that like something that you're really passionate about? Um, yeah, I grew up, uh, in Orange County and I was on surf team in high school and I competed a bit and I really, really enjoyed that. So I would like to like compete in surfing after soccer, but I've also learned that like multitasking is like actually probably silly. So just like go all in with what you're doing in the moment and then you can pursue something later. I like that. Is there any sport that you didn't do? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really do much golf growing up, but I'm kind of getting into it now. It was a little too slow, I would say at the time. Now I'm like, oh, like, this is healthy. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that we're on topic, you were a multi-sport athlete in college, right? Yes. That's So you played, uh, what was it, lacrosse? Yeah, I played soccer and lacrosse. And that was an interesting like I didn't come into school playing both. Um, the guy that I dated in college actually came into school. He was two years behind me grade wise, but like only a few months younger. And he played like f football and baseball. And then I was like, wait, if he can do that, I want to do that. And then I was like looking at a few different sports. I ended up choosing lacrosse and it kind of worked out really well where by the end of it, I got drafted. And then uh, the lacrosse coach called and said, hey, come back. We'll pay for grad school and like don't defer your pro contract. So I like did that, which was a really cool, fun thing. Wow. That is so, so cool. And so did, <laughs> did you always know that you wanted to play pro soccer or was that like a, an, an afterthought after playing both, both sports? Um, I definitely was like happy to play pro soccer. Like my goal had always been, and it still is, but it's to play national playing the Olympics. And if that happens, great. You do the best you can. And like, there's a lot of things outside your control, but it's like, make the most of what you do control. So like definitely doing that still, but that was my goal since like early high school age. And then um, as I got older, like, oh, pros are here. You haven't made the goal yet. Keep going was kind of the concept. And I thought like I was going to like marry the college boyfriend, going to be having a bunch of kids by now. And it's like, well, curveball, you're not doing that. And here you are. And you actually really love your life. How was that balancing both like everything in college? Was that a lot? Um, it was a lot, but I would say that I naturally have a lot of energy and it sounded fun. So like, oh, I'll do it. It sounds fun. Where like um, most of my peers were like, that sounds horrible. Why would you ever want that? And I'm like, I don't know. You meet more people, you have more fun. You get to like work on something that you're like pretty bad at. Like I was like, not great at lacrosse. Like I'm pretty athletic. I like, they're like, can you catch and throw? I'm like, yeah, I think so. And they're like, Oh, well, we're going to work on that a lot. And I was like, all right, we're working on it a lot. Did I'm any not... of you guys play lacrosse at all? No. Oh, like in middle school, it's such a hard <laughs> sport. I feel like there's so many rules in the girls game too. Yeah. yeah. My soccer coaches tried to get me to play lacrosse because they 
and I was so bad they were like forget it (laughs) literally like I remember my high school like gym teacher she was like please play lacrosse I'm like I play like three on three soccer teams I don't have (laughs) time for this but it's that I definitely don't have the hand-eye coordination (laughs) do you guys think it's good though where they're like so driving kids to like be one sport one sport one sport since like eight years old nowadays I don't don't think it's good it's I think it's crazy, but it's like, yeah, we talk about this all the time. Like all of these professional athletes that we interview were multi-sport athletes and they had fun. Like a lot of these kids now are being like pushed into these like rigid soccer plans. And like, you're going to go to this team and this team and this team, and then like only play soccer. And people are like burning their kids out and putting expectation on them. Definitely. It's really sad. You can tell when you see certain teams, what kids are enjoying and what kids are there because their parents are making them. Totally. I feel it. And I feel bad for them, but I mean, it's good. They're outside and stuff, but like, if you're playing, if you're only focused on one thing and you don't like it, it's really hard to like continue that. So it's nice for kids to be able to like do different things. But- yeah. Because I also feel like I'm like, just because you do more things doesn't mean you're going to be worse at it. And then I do think it's like a bit of a nuanced conversation where like, that is true. But also if you don't put the time that's like, I would say focus discipline almost on the boring things, you won't build the core skill sets. So it's a weird, like both and dichotomy of both for sure but I'm curious did it help having one like did it help having two sports where I guess if something was going wrong like you had a bad soccer game a terrible soccer game that like maybe you were a little bit more level-headed about it because you had you know other things going on like you were your athletic performance wasn't solely defined by that one sport did that was that nice having the balance of the two or did it just add more stress I would say that's a big reason why I did it. Cause I was like, I mean, I can get like really focused. I think I have ADHD. So like hyper-focus was like not hard for me. And, but then it's like, if you do the things you're not getting the result and you can't soccer is tricky. Cause we have in college two games a week and the pros one game a week. So like you don't have that fast of a feedback loop, like turnaround. So you have like a long time between where like, I really liked where I was doing two sports. And I actually like joined this, a sorority lived in the sorority house. So like, I was like, the more I can do other things where I have all this energy, let's put it towards something that like, is not going to like, you know, sometimes you focus too hard, you get worse at it. Like I can now focus on multiple things where it's like the right amount of effort towards it. And then it gives it the time and space for it to like, like you plan to see it grows a little, and then you come back to it. And I think I, for me, I had learned, I needed a bit more stimulation in multiple different areas. And that like helped me perform better. That's my belief. You could talk yeah. to other people. They well, beliefs. That's how I am imagining it too. Cause sometimes, yes, it's very good to be all in and, and super dedicated in one bucket, but like it can, it can get to the point where it's not good for you and it's not productive to be that deep into the the success of one thing. So to have the others to kind of pull you out of it and maybe, yeah, maybe pull your distraction when you're harping on yourself in a negative way, or, you know, maybe distract you and, and let you de-stress a little bit before you get sucked back into it. it I can imagine that that balance is, is nice. Yeah. And I would also say I was reading recently about Deion Sanders and like something he talked about a bit or, or at least how I inferred what he wrote was about like playing, I think it was like a Super Bowl and a World Series, something like in a similar time frame where like he almost got penalized from one team just because he's capable, in my opinion. And I was like, man, what a shame that like society is so like, I would say like judgmental and clearing what they think is appropriate, where it's like, if somebody's like really gifted, why are you limiting them? And I think that like, I would even say like to some degree, I'm like, oh, I could could do these things. But if what if I do them, then to these people, it looks like this, they're in the position of power. It's not worth it. So like, that's, what's like, I think tough about just the world. And then it's like navigating and picking and choosing your battles. And like over time, people's perspectives are shifting, which I think is a good thing, but it's, I don't know. 
here we are. I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. And I'm, I'm curious playing two sports. How did your body hold up throughout college? Um, I think the only injury I had in college so our coach on the lacrosse team was on the U.S. team and she was like 29 and she was like, I think one best player in the world that year. So she would jump into practice and I would play defense because I couldn't catch and throw. And she was like playing like she played X behind. So she's like, it's like playing passes off the people cutting off the top, getting a little lacrosse terminology. And I'm like a defender. So I'm trying to like run with them and like somebody cut off the top. And so instead of like going for the ball, I blocked their stick, but I'm sprinting and you're these little goggles and it ball hit me in the nose and it broke my face. And like blood was gushing everywhere. And she's like, don't get blood in the jersey. And I'm like, yes, coach. Like, I don't know if I can breathe. She's like, you're fine. I'm like, okay, great. Um, but like, that was probably the only injury I had. And I would say a lot of it had to do with like, when I was pretty young, my family was like pretty into holistic health and like what actually is moving the needle. So it was a big on like, you're drinking water. That's like, has the right electrolytes. That's restructured. You're eating like organic vegetables and fruits you're eating grass-fed meats you're eating like grass-fed butter and like that i think just the nutrients of like that was a normal baseline so 80 percent of what i've always eaten is like really really nutrient dense and a big thing i'm interested in or like focus on is bioavailability where like even our nutritionists on my team i'm like oh so how bioavailable is the creatine or the protein and she's like um yeah let me look into that and i'm like all right like so i think like the my dad's pretty into research and when i was born he had cancer so he got really into like what's what is actually true and why am i getting cancer at 20 like 29, 30. So then that caused me and my siblings growing up, like, this is how we're going to live. And he was like brewing kombucha 20 years ago and it wasn't cool. And we're like doing the kombucha train. That's wild. Yeah. But I think that is what helped not have any injuries in my body was pretty much fine. Like I'm like 32 playing my ninth year in the end of the I'm like, I feel great. Who wants to race? That is amazing. Yeah. So can you give an example of, I guess, like some of the things that you eat that make you feel so good as a professional athlete? Um, I would say I'm like really big on red meat. We're like, if we're going out, I'm like, I'm getting a steak. And I'm that's part of my like, this is I'm gonna pay the extra because it's part of what works for me in my body. Um, I eat like a quite a bit of like fruits and vegetables. I like pretty like we'll do like a raw milk. I think kefir is really good because it's like for your gut biome. And then I'll take, I'm like starting to do this. I just finished my first like bottle of doing it. And it was like a lot of like um dehydrated, dried like uh beef organs which then gets you a lot of the ingredients highly, highly bioavailable that like you could otherwise try to get from vegetables, but how vegetables like are grown in the environment, like they naturally are protecting against the environment because they can't like move with like a lot of chemicals in them. So then your body eats your body has to bring in all those chemicals and then get to the nutrients, which is harder versus like organs and like animals or humans like are very protected by your bone structure. So when those are dehydrated and like, it's like, oh, this is going to be like highly bioavailable. And then I'm like, um, I would say I'm pretty like um, willing to try new things. And this is like the latest phase that I'm in. But yeah. I would always, overall, it was like, make sure you eat enough protein every day. As long as you eat your like, macros protein-wise and eat enough carbs to sustain you, like, do whatever you want. Yeah. Don't, I think don't overthink it. Yeah. That's so important for athletes listening. Like, the protein aspect is so crucial for you guys to recover yeah. everything. And even, like you said, the bioavailability, like, red meat is so bioavailable to your body. And I, I eat steak every day and my dad thinks it's unhealthy. I'm like, you just need to. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it is funny, like with the dehydrated liver and all or the, you know, all the things, like you said, the organs, it's like, that is so, so bioavailable, amazing for your body, for recovery, things that not a lot of players might know about. So I know this like comes with studies and stuff, but like, is there a brand that you like that? Like, maybe you can like recommend to somebody for supplementing with like, I don't know, like you said, like, a what was it liver like, or yeah the organ supplements um organ supplements, yeah honestly i was at like 
there's like a really cool place called Fermentation Farm where my family lives because I can come home once a week. And I just went and literally got the first bottle I saw. I can't even remember the brand. I'll, I'll look it up and send it to you. Like I'm not like, and that's another thing. I'm not like super, yeah, I, I have it. Like I'm kind of like, I like to like try things and then see how I feel. And I'm not super attached to like one influencer's concept. So I'm like, oh, like I'm going to test it. Because I think also a lot of people are like, they did it. I'm going to do it. It's going to work. And it's like, that might be true, but like take a little more like personal responsibility and be like, well, I'm going to like pick and choose from a lot of things that I consume, like intellectual and information wise. And then I can make better decisions because like each of us are so unique. Yeah. Because we were just interviewing some players that are vegan. Like it's like, yeah. totally- like it works for them. Like good for them. Yes. yes like, I, I can't tell you anything. I'm not that. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a really great takeaway there. Yeah. yeah. I thank you for bringing up the importance of diet too, in terms of being an athlete though, because you feel so good. And like oh. you said, you're like, I'm not getting injured and people don't oh, yeah. those two things, you know? And, and like what really, in my opinion, is happening is you recover faster. And if you can manage recovery well, you can like train more, have more energy, be more excited about life. And like as much as, much as people like don't really, I feel like people don't really that aware of like team dynamics or, or like at least don't like talk about it a lot. And I'm like, if you like bring good energy to the group like you are such a value add to the whole situation in like so many ways like on the field off the field like making sure it stays fun because like I mean at least in the pros it's a pretty long season and like you go through a lot of different states of the season and each player goes through multiple different roles and like if you can be like steady with what you bring every day like that's only good for you and everybody else and will help the team succeed I'm gonna say do you always have this much energy um yeah. I, yeah. I like, yeah, I do. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think like my grandma, my dad and myself of the family, like, oh, you just got like the ADHD and like energy and excitement. So like, make sure you share it well. You don't overwhelm somebody with it. I'm like, all right, got it. <laughs> but that's such a nice quality to have in a teammate. And I'm sure your team loves that. Like every day you bring that energy onto the field and the locker room and everything. So that's nice. It's, it's definitely fun. Like I like think of it as fun. And then like a few girls like are willing to compete and like get like called out. And so I'm like, oh, like nowadays in my career, I'm like, probably one of my favorite parts is tra- talking trash and I'm like well I'm gonna make you today and they're like okay let's go and like a few girls can handle it most girls are like get like take it a little too seriously in my opinion but I'm like if you're not having fun like why are you playing yeah exactly I Who do think well- that's something though you learn with time yeah like, that's like a big a big like little weapon in your artillery for, oh. for having the years behind you because you, it takes years to like learn to like let go of that you can be serious and relaxed at the same time. And it's, yes. it's finding that balance it takes time. Like I don't, there's very few people I feel like that have that their freshman year of college or their rookie years in the season. So yeah, I, I've noticed that too. Like just as I get older, I'm like, yeah, it's not, it's not that serious. It is. I'm going to be serious about it, but it's not that serious, you know? Yeah. And if you can kind of develop that edge, it's like, what? Oh, so you said you talk trash. The other person beat you. Like, oh, cool. You get another at bat in two seconds because the yeah. cut reps coming and the ball still moving. Like that nothing so, like, hurt me attitude. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like that's like I would almost say like a mindset to develop. Like you're saying with experience definitely helps. But I also think like to some degree like how you're raised a bit and how your parents operate. And if they like kind of have this like bit about them where they're like, yeah, like life's fun. Like then you're like, oh yeah, life's fun. Like obviously it's really hard. But if you like kind of convince yourself it's fun, like you get like definitely can get you through the hard moments. Which like. I mean, every day you're pushing your body like that's hard. I definitely agree with that. I feel like as we get older too, we see things in ourselves that were our parents. Like, I'm oh like, yeah. yeah, a lot like my mom. Like the other day we were going for a walk. My husband was like, you're your mom. And I was like, oh my God, I am. <laughs> you're like, oh, I made it. <laughs> Good qualities, but it is true. But, yeah. um, so you mentioned you've been in, you've been in the end of yourself for nine seasons. Yeah. This is season number nine. 
Wow. So how many teams have you played on in the league and overseas? Um, okay. I'm going to like go through them because I don't really know off the top of my head. I think I was first drafted as Sky Blue. Then my rights got traded to Western New York Flash. Then I went there. Then we got bought and brought down to North Carolina Courage. Then I went to Gotham. Oh, I also went to a team in Japan like after my first season. Then after Gotham slash Sky Blue, which was the original team I got drafted to, I went to Houston. Then I went to Spirit for a teeny bit and then was in Angel City. And then I also went to Australia on loan and Sweden on loan. So like, I guess 10 teams. That's kind of a lot. It sounds like I've moved a lot, but I had moments where I was like on teams for three years, but then I'd off season go on loan for like three months. So like, yeah, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. 10 teams. A lot of teams. So what have you like learned about yourself through all that? Like, how have you grown as a player? And like, is there anything that sticks out in your head? Like moments where you saw that growth actually happen? That's a really good question. I would say, honestly, probably what you were saying earlier, like this ability to be like, I'm just going to have fun today. And like, and I would say with the, I'm having fun headspace comes like, oh, I'm going to try things. Like I'm going to try to make somebody, I'm going to like communicate in a different way. I'm going to like call somebody out. I'm going to like create the moment. And then like, like, I guess get like a little bit more like flavor and like style to your play because you're now like at a point where it's like, oh, like you've, you've, you, you get enough of it to like be like, now, how can I make it more fun? And then a lot of soccer is like partnerships. So like building the relationships with your teammates and that's like on and off the field. And that's like a lot of management, I'd say. And a lot of times like no one's like, oh yeah, like I'm working hard on my skills. I'm like, that's great. If you don't talk to your center back, they're not going to ping it to you as an outside back. And you need to be like, hey, let's do extra ups. Let's do like, I wanted to work on 10 passes. My first touch breaking the line to my right front foot from right back. Can you please help me? And then you'll slowly build a relationship, even if you don't love the person, like a lot of people. You're on, and that's the cool thing about sports. Like you're on a team, you might really like two or three. You might have friends for your life to one or two or three on each team. And most of them, though, you're going to be like coworkers. And that's great. We do not need to be family. Like that thing, I'm like, come on, let's just, it's okay. Like you can have honor and respect for every human. You don't have to like be a family. Like a family is not only it's a very real thing in sports. That's so true. It's just like a job. You're not going to love all of your coworkers. Besides us, we all do it. <laughs> Which I think a smaller group where you handpick and design your own business. Yeah, it's going to be really hard. Like I, I like each of these people. Um, You have to find that that point of like respect and and balancing that um, like relationship together. It's hard, but well, and even like honoring other people because you're like I might not like certain things that about that person how they do things, but like I can look at them and find things I really respect. And as at the end of the day, like God made them, they have amazing things about them, and like honor that. Like there's so much beauty in each person and like talents and gifts. So true. Well, I wish like you were a teammate on our team. <laughs> this attitude. <laughs> <laughs> and I would love to know how have you seen the game grow, like in general, the women's game? Is there anything like we we we've known like the typical answer? Is there anything like different that you've seen that maybe like we haven't heard before? Um, I have like yeah. I, I mean, it's probably a, a new perspective. I think the women's game in America had been further advanced than every other country because we had women's rights earlier. And then I think we don't, but we don't have soccer culture. So we still are honestly, in my opinion, working on our styles, American soccer, women's soccer specifically, men also, they don't really have much of a style. And then you look at all these other countries that are starting to be like, oh, we want to invest too. And then they have a really, really strong soccer culture. So their girls are like getting really good, really fast. And again, soccer is about partnerships. And when there's no clear like vision of how we play style of play, like it turns really individual, which you can see from our American I would say lately, lately success or lack thereof. And then these other countries are just like, oh, the style's clear. Let's do it. Easy. So I think that I would say is like the saddest part of it at the moment. And then, yeah, and then I'd say like that's a harder thing to develop because like 
you need like a very clear, like visionary leader. That's like, this is how he places why we do it. And then their ideas have to live longer than them, which hasn't happened. Sad. RIP. We can do it. (laughs) That's so interesting. We've never heard that take on it. So thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. I I also think really weird. All my teammates are like, really? I'm like, yeah, like think bigger, take some more steps back. It's it's all there. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's really crazy. And and that, like, like you said, the only reason why you truly can see all that is because you played on so many different, in er, different areas, different cultures, different teams. Like it's amazing to just take a risk and go and play for other countries sometimes because you learn so much about that and you can bring that back home. Like maybe you could be a reason why that could start developing in the U S and, I don't know if coaching will, would you ever want to coach or like go into any of that moving forward past playing professionally, but it can always yeah. help, like have a voice and share that because maybe we will one day have one style of play or, yeah, or develop it a little more deep. I mean, we like work hard and like compete and I'm like, that's cute and good. Every other team has that too now. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. I, I will time will tell. We'll see. Yeah. There's a lot of moving pieces here. <laughs> U.S. as like pure athleticism and like, <laughs> yeah. And well, and then what's crazy is like, a lot of times athleticism, I mean, we do have like a very large country, like 330 million people. We're like, when I played on London in Australia, I mean, there's like 23 million. So you're just like, they're like, yeah, we're working hard. And I'm like, the level of competition, like there's just not enough people to like push the standards where America's like all over the world. People are coming here trying to take the opportunity that America's offering everyone that is here and, and moves here. So like, I think that's a, the competitiveness definitely is a good thing. But if you don't have like, with specifically sport of soccer, you need like style, I think. Yeah. Do you guys have any styles you like of soccer? Let's say I really just appreciated, I guess, seeing the di- like the differences. Like the World Cup is the most fun thing to watch ever because tactically the game is just so different defending and offending because you're just seeing so many different, you know, approaches to playing. But um, yeah, it's really interesting. It's 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 cool to see different, just different countries and even different teams. Like everyone's just kind of leveling up a little bit and starting to push everyone to dig a little bit deeper and kind of, you know, it's yeah, hard work won't be the only thing that can separate teams now. So I feel like I can relate to the US style of play just because that's what we played. But I really yeah. like watching other countries and like the build up. And I feel like there's so much more involved with it. And like when we were in college, one of our coaches really did try and get us to see that perspective. Like he wanted us to watch other countries. He wanted us to watch like teams in the Premier League. And like I didn't get why. And like now I understand what he was trying to do. So I'm sorry, Sean. <laughs> sorry, Sean. <laughs> was trying to get us to do it and like it just didn't for everyone i was like studying the way that ghana was playing one year and i was like why am i doing like i just didn't i couldn't so mad about it now it's like that was like enjoyed that more yeah i agree with you i have one last question too before we dive into our little silly questions at the end but um you know looking at your career as a whole right now is there anything that you would have done differently going through things um no i would say i'm like pretty I, I would say like i'm happy with the choices i made to like try to be the person that i want to be like and also player but like i think really like the person you want to be comes before the player um but i would also say there's cost with choices i've made and i'm like i'm okay to live with them um and in regards to like development i do think the one thing that i'm also happy with is that for the most part I'm like, I like took my personal development into my own hands and like really was like intentional with like, like, for example, when I went on my first off season on loan to Japan, I was like, oh, they just beat us in the world cup. 
they they have the best style of women's soccer. If you can compare America and Japan women's soccer, like you win. Like they're tactical, technically excellent, and we're like athletic and mentally the best. So like, oh, that's it. So I I like definitely would say I have enjoyed that process. Um, yeah, it, yeah. But like even then, you could do everything right, and you're not going to get what you want, and that's just the harsh reality of life. That is true. Yeah, you mentioned at the beginning just that acceptance that there are some things that are out of your hands and out of your control and you can only control so much like everyone's like oh you know take control of of your journey and do everything you can sometimes you can do 100 percent of what you can do but there's just a percent of it that is out of your control and you have to almost surrender to that a little bit and know that you'll still give your 100 percent, but you can't look at the outcome of something and you know blame yourself for it all the time yeah, I would say like the phrase that's really gotten me through a lot of moments throughout my career has been like, what God has for you, he has for you and no man can take it away. And like that, like gives me a lot of peace of like, I'll do everything that's in front of me and that's clear to do in the end of the day. If I get what I thought I wanted and it wasn't what God wanted for me, it's probably not going to be that great. So just like, there's so many more things in life that I'm like so unaware of. And I'm like, great, which like that perspective is pretty humbling because you're like, wow, I'm like really not that significant. And like, that's probably a really good thing. Yeah. Okay, so do we want to dive into our rapid fire questions? Okay, what sport do you wish you were good at? Golf. What's a world record that you have a shot at beating? Uh, surfing, maybe in the future. I hope. Well, are you like a, are you big wave surfer or are you like more stylistic? Oh, style. No, I, I'm like I don't need uh, over like 15 feet. I'm like yeah, I'm good. 15. <laughs> so I'm like that's like triple red. Yeah, no thanks. I mean, it's fine. It's cool. I'm like I respect that, but I'm like I don't need that. You know, I think those people need that. Yeah. Yeah, not my jam. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is your spirit animal? I feel like you're gonna have an interesting answer for this. Um, well, I'll probably say my favorite animal is a platypus. I knew it was gonna be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> is what is your reason for that? Oh, uh, I did a project on them in like getting fourth grade, and I was like, oh, they're so unique and they're so cool, and I like how they can swim and be underwater a lot. And I just like love the ocean, so I'm like, yeah, love they're that. like underwater creatures. Isn't it funny how your your projects when you were in elementary school really stick with you? Oh, oh yeah. What is it? What is it? The shoebox dioramas? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, and they're hanging. It <laughs> really takes you back. Wow. I mean, I'll say my my uh, sixth grade time capsule. Like, what do you like? You oh. dig it in the hole. Like, I'm literally like living what I wanted, and I'm like, I still want the same things. Like, this is crazy. That's so cool. Yeah. Do you still have it. Uh, I'm, I gather it somewhere. We moved recently and I, my brothers were in charge of things. So I'm sure it's either lost or in storage very far away. Okay. What is one thing you can't travel without on an away trip? My phone. So lame. Okay. Wait, if it's not your phone, cause I feel like phone it's is too phone or headphones. Every single person needs that. Um, I, I'm like really like light traveler. I like maybe my laptop. Doesn't surprise me at all. I have like a tiny backpack and a tiny bag. Like I don't even bring a roll. Everyone's like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, I don't need that. I envy you. <laughs> oh, you're one of those overpackers. I'm like, oh, but what if it floods and I need an umbrella and a rain jacket? Yeah, you know, it happens. Mm -hmm. If you could have dinner with any athlete, who would it be? Um, wow, that's a great question. Probably Kobe Bryant. It's the consensus. I think everyone's like, yeah, Kobe. Mm -hmm. All right. If you had a post-game celebratory sandwich named after you, what would be on it? Wow. Um, well, I don't really like sandwiches unless my brother makes them because most people don't do the details right. I'd say I'd probably have to have like steak on it. 
and something like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a very different. Serious. A different celebration meal that you have, you know. I, I, I would probably say like a like a a ribeye, some sweet potato, and maybe some Caesar salad. Sounds great. Great. What's the best thing you can cook? What's the best thing Pro- you can cook? Probably a ribeye. I'm pretty good at this. I've maybe become great at them because I love them. Are you a grill master? Uh, honestly, I make it in the stove and on the on the yeah. stove oven stove top thing, just because like convenience and like I've traveled a lot and there's not consistently <laughs> things outside. <laughs> barbecue grills and all the hotels. Like I learned to barbecue like I don't know three months ago when my brother was gone and my mom's like, let's figure it out. I'm like, great, let's get the tri tip. <laughs> love that grilling is honestly not that hard. No, it's like follow the. Is your husband gonna get mad? Yeah, he's like, that's my job. But but I feel like. <laughs> Like, it's just like, after you get the hang of it and you do it a few times, it's like... You, you turn it on and you pay attention to the timing and you, like, actually watch the don't heat. Don't overcook it. Yeah. <laughs> don't leave it until long. <laughs> well, that could be something. Maybe you'll bring, like, a little grill when you travel now. Like, one of those... Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, but then I'm also like, well, you know what? I'm just going like, to have fun with my friends because, like, I just like messing around with the girls and having a good time. Yeah. True. Um, and last question. What's your biggest soccer problem? Oh. Um... I would say like trying to stay hydrated enough is really hard for me. Do you, do you not like water or do you just cause you're sweating so much you're saying it's hard to. Um, I like don't mind water, but I just like sometimes forget it. And then it's like, Oh wait, six hours. Oh, six hours. went by. like weird. My like lips are feeling dry. <laughs> Sick. Mm. And I will say in the ocean a lot, like, like I was diving last night and I was like, Oh, now I'm like dehydrated and salt. Like it's just a combo of things. So like my like choices of like the things that bring me joy or like, there's like, you know, I got to like support myself also for this. Hydration is hard, man. Yeah. A lot of go a whole day and not drink a water bottle. And we're like, what are you doing? <laughs> don't like visibly like look at the bottle and like, drink like, little sips. And it's just like, we're watching. So, so yeah. I could go the whole day. No. Wow. You're like a camel. I am. What do they got like 15 days or something? Yeah, maybe. Something like that. That's your spirit animal, Alana. Now we know. Spirit is great. I was on a big camel. It's how me. long have you guys been doing this uh like podcast slash the whole thing? The whole thing for how many years now, guys? 12 or 15. Yeah. We got we should know that. I think it's is it you should because we're the same age as you, pretty much yeah. 33 and they're 32, 31, 32, 31. Oh, sweet. Where'd you guys go to college? We went to Fairfield University in Connecticut. So that's when we started it all. So it's been that the long. The podcast came later, though. We started the podcast in podcast Paris. Like, yeah. Yeah. 2019. Yeah. Oh, okay. So pretty recently. Yeah. And have you guys, what do you guys say enjoy most about the business you've built? Just the people we get to meet, honestly. I feel like whenever we go somewhere, we get to meet someone that we wouldn't get to talk to, like, without you know, this doing this, even the podcast, we've like, it's so cool to meet the players and you feel so much more invested in the game when like, totally. you like, you can like someone's style of play, but then like you get to know them and it's like, now I really like, I'm really rooting for them. So I feel like yeah. that's part of it. But yeah, that's awesome. You get to go to, it's just like, it's so fun to just meet like people from all different like walks of life. I, I think that's my favorite part. Yeah. But, Do you well, guys have any advice on the business side of things? Like how to build something like what you guys built? Are you the podcast oh. interviewer now? This is good. <laughs> I, I think I could do some interviewing. I like talking to people. Hmm. Advice. Well, what? we always say, I feel, well, I don't know exactly what kind of thing you're thinking of, 
But if it's something with other people, I feel like it's good to have people that balance you. Like we are all so different and we got really lucky that that's the way it was. It just, just so happened that the three of us were like, let's do this Twitter. Uh, it wasn't like we thought it out beforehand. So we got really lucky, but I feel like if we all brought the same thing to the table, like it would have probably been the downfall, but we each bring something like unique to it and it, it balances. So I think I'm just such a believer that you can literally teach yourself anything because we started a business with no right to start a business. Like we had That's awesome. nothing like no, never, none of us ever took a business class in college, you know? So it's just been learning as you go and just taking control of the things you can teach yourself. And that's yeah. been, just a, a, it's really, you know, rewarding just to be like, all right, we, we've figured this out this whole way and we've learned and we've become pretty good at some of the things that we've had to learn. So. Yeah. I agree with all of that. And I will say, leading with like just giving value and having fun with your whatever it is that you're doing and not expecting money in return and you'll find who your niche is like you'll see who's actually loving your whatever you're putting out project and you can start to monetize it because i feel like if you're like i want to make money and i want to put this out but then there's no audience it kind of like could flop so that's why i mean like with soccer props like we didn't start out just making money it started out as a twitter account and we built a following which then led us to making monetizing it. So I feel like that would be a good piece of advice, like start doing it for fun and have fun with it and then see what, what your audience wants and, and totally. needs even. Very cool. Yeah, it's been fun. And we get to talk to you. So it's been, you know. Look at that. Great. But thank you so much for coming on. It was great to get to know you and we're so excited to continue to watch your career. Thanks guys. If you guys ever come to California, let me know. I know. I want to go diving now. We'll take you diving or take you surfing. I will watch you guys dive. I will not be diving. I will be watching you. You can sit on the boat and watch and make sure no sharks come. You can be the spotlight. I would love to do that. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. See you. Bye.